Before you start listening to today's episode, I have to make a tiny confession. I made a mistake and I kept calling today's author uh, of the book, The Four Agreements, Miguel Ruiz, instead of Don Miguel Ruiz. And I said to myself, how am I going to remedy this? How am I going to fix it? The episode's already out in the wild, Um, but there are still people who have yet to download it. And so for those who have not downloaded it yet, they're going to hear the correction right here up front. Um, I wanted to make sure I did my best in bringing you this information and I gave you the wrong information the entire episode. So thank you for the grace. Thank you for understanding. And without further ado, let's just get into it. Welcome to Content with Character, the weekly podcast that'll give you the momentum you need to create content with more ease, clarity, and laughter. I'm your host, content copywriter Emily Aborn, and I'm all about unconventional marketing approaches. I believe in your big ideas, and I'm excited to help you share them in a way that's distinctly you. There are thousands of agreements you make on a regular basis with yourself, with others, with society, your parents, spouse, children, and any higher power that you subscribe to. But the most important agreements are the ones you make with yourself. In these agreements, you tell yourself who you are, what you feel, what you believe, and how to behave throughout your life. In this episode, I'm going to apply the four agreements to how we show up as marketers, collaborators, and business owners. Hi, welcome back to the Content with Character podcast. Before we get into it, I want to make sure to say that that was a paraphrasing of a section of chapter one in Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements. And in this episode, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the four agreements and how we can use it to show up as marketers, content creators, collaborators, and business owners a little bit better. Um, So if you are dancing alongside me timeline-wise with these episodes, welcome to the month of February. And if you're not, if you're listening to this some other time in the future, uh, welcome back to the the Content with Character podcast. Um, Either way, this month, February 2024, I'm going to be focusing on two topics that are near and dear to my heart, and they go in hand with one another. Those two focuses are collaboration and connection. It plays well, uh, not that I necessarily intended it to, with Valentine's Day and all that lovey-dovey wonderfulness that this month inspires us to express. So to give you the, the lay of the land ahead, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the stage here. We are going to talk about co- choosing collaborations and being a great collaborator, uh, connecting with your audience no matter where they're at in their discovery of you. Of course, today we're going to be getting into the the four agreements of collaborating and business ownership. And I'm going to leave you hanging for the last episode of the month because you know what? Honestly, I don't know what it's going to be about yet. Um, so for today's episode, we're going to just kind of establish a foundation for all of the things to come. And I am going to talk through the four agreements, how they can apply to us as business owners with an emphasis on collaborations and also content creators. Now, if you're like, what is she talking about? What are the four agreements? If you're unfamiliar with the four agreements, it is a book. Uh, it is actually a philosophy by Miguel Ruiz. And it's a quick read. Um, I think it's only 138 pages. The text is pretty large, I think. Um, and I, I highly recommend it. If you want some simple, 
actionable, but really life-changing perspective and thoughts. Now, there are two books along this vein that really changed the way I thought uh, back when I was in my 20s. Um, The Alchemist by, uh, I hope I'm saying his name right, Paulo Coelho, and The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. The Alchemist is really all about finding your destiny and realizing the little the little magical threads of life along the way, following the signs, if you will. Um, and then the Four Agreements is just, I think, packed full of wisdom that serves as a really good template for just about anybody who wants to live a better, more honest, conscientious, and fulfilling life. And I'll also add conscious life. Um, so the disclaimer in today's episode is that I am a mere mortal. I have not mastered these four agreements yet, these these practices yet. They are that. They are practices. And these are just going to kind of be my perspectives from where I am right now in my journey, Um, my perspective as a content copywriter and podcast host, because I wanted to share this with you and show you how we can apply these to our business and content creation. But like I said, I have not mastered these skills. So what are the four agreements? I'm going to tell you what they all are. I'm going to walk you through each of the four and then we'll kind of dive into them all individually. Um, But really quick before we head in, little housekeeping, I wanted to read the review of the week and give a huge, huge thank you to Jenny B Designs who left a stunning five-star review. It says, packing with personality and insights. I love to listen to I love listening to Emily's podcast. She brings so much fun and personality to helping make our content better. Every time I listen, I learn so many ways to make my own business content a thousand times better. I highly recommend. Thank you so much to Jenny. And here's something fun I want to share with you. Um, Jenny will be making an appearance in one of my upcoming episodes as an example of a great collaborator. Jenny is a website designer. She's owner of Jenny B Designs. And Jenny also has a podcast called Creatively Optimized, which is about web design, growing your business online. Um, It is a great pairing with the content with character podcast, if I do say so myself. So make sure you give that a listen. It's called Creatively Optimized. I'll include the link in the show notes. And just a reminder, if you are a listener and you haven't taken a minute to write a loving review yet, I welcome it with open arms. During this month of love, now is a great time. Uh, You can do this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also Good Pods, I believe. Um, If you write me a review, I will read it in a future episode. And I tend to give you a nice little shout out if I know who you are. Um, okay, so on to the four agreements we go. The first agreement is be impeccable with your word. Then we have don't take anything personally. Third, don't make assumptions. Fourth, always do your best. So let's just get into it and start with number one. Be impeccable with your word. What does that even mean? Uh, in my opinion, This is one of the most impactful agreements when you really decide to adopt it and stand by it. Now, it's not always so easy to do. Uh, What does it even mean? What does it mean to be impeccable with your word? So let's kind of explain that a little bit. In the book, Ruiz describes your word as, and I'm putting your word in air quotes, he describes your word as your creative expression. So this could be your thoughts. It could be your actual words, uh, spoken, written, uh, words you say to other people, also words that you say to yourself. And in my opinion, I think that is really where this all begins is the words that you tell yourself. 
So being impeccable, breaking down the definition there, that means to be faultless or held to the highest standard. So if you apply that to your word, uh, in order to be faultless, it needs to be truthful, honest, and I think to some extent kind. Now, like I said, this starts from within. It starts from the inside out. So it begins by not tearing yourself down. Um, It also comes from within in being honest with yourself about what you do and don't believe, what you do and don't feel, uh, what you do want to do and not want to do so that your actions and your words match up. And when you do this, your inner word then matches more easily, I should say, uh, more easily matches your outer word. So hammering it all home, the goal with being impeccable with your word is to speak the truth. Now, also being kind as you're speaking the truth. I think a good, like one little word that sums all this up is integrity, and that is being uh, integritous with your word. So how does it apply to our business and in our marketing and content? I don't want to talk in word circles through this episode or like make word sandwiches. I want to make sense. So I thought of a couple really tangible examples. Here's how being impeccable with your word looks in business and marketing content. Um, So number one, uh, giving referrals and recommendations that you can stand behind. Either you can stand behind the the, the quality of the work that somebody is delivering, um, or you can stand behind who they are as people. Now, sometimes we don't get the opportunity to experience their work for ourselves, but we stand behind them as people, right? We know that they're good human beings, and so we can we can give a referral or a recommendation of somebody that we can stand behind. Um, I will remind you, and I got to say, I have really learned this the hard way, um, but I, I will remind you that a referral and a recommendation does, it's not just like, okay, I, I set them up together and now they're on their way. It actually is a reflection on you. Um, so if you give a referral or a recommendation that you can't stand behind, you should say so. You should express that. You know, like I haven't had an opportunity to work with that person or I don't know anything about their character, uh, but I know that they do great work. You know, so so really making sure that you're, Uh, the recommendations and referrals that you give, you can stand behind. And if you can't, you express that upfront. Because again, it does, I do think it's not your fault, of course, if something doesn't work out with the referral or the recommendation you give, but it is a reflection of you. It is an extension of your business when you are putting your stamp of approval on somebody else. So I'm just going to say that. So that's one way we can be uh, impeccable with our word. Following through is a huge one. So when you say you're going to do something, do it. Follow through on your promises, uh, the expectations that you've set. Follow through on the work that you've said you were going to do. Follow through with others. Um, Number three, my idea in this was to speak honestly and truthfully. And sometimes that is not the easiest decision, right? The other, the other piece of that in honesty and truth is also being kind, you know, also communicating with love and, and kindness, even if you have to deliver something that isn't exactly pleasant or comfortable. 
Um, Being honest and ethical in your business transactions and your partnerships, that is a way to be impeccable with your word, being honest and ethical in your your partnerships and transactions. Um, When you do deliver a deadline, give a reasonable deadline. Give a deadline, not that that you just think is going to make somebody happy in the moment to hear that deadline, like, oh yeah, I can have that for you by next week, right? But give a reasonable deadline, a deadline that you actually can make that you actually are going to be able to stick to, not one that you're going to inevitably be late to because that is how your word sort of gets, um, I'm going to say broken down a little bit over time, right? Or like a, like it, it starts to erode over time if you keep making promises that you you can't actually deliver on. If you don't want to do something, don't say yes. Don't say that you will do it. You don't have to say yes to something if inside you're feeling a very, very strong no. You don't have to say yes to every client. You don't have to say yes to every project. You don't have to say yes to every event, every collaboration. If you don't want to do something, be impeccable with your word and and stand up for that from the get-go. Um, and lastly, I just want to say under being impeccable with your word, I also think it comes down to upholding promises to ourselves. We recently talked about procrastinating, and that is a huge thing for procrastination is it slowly degrades your your belief in yourself because you are not upholding the promises to yourself, keeping true to what you say you're going to do. This is even in little things, you know, like how you use your time every day or giving yourself like some self-care every day or accomplishing the things that you set out to do for you. So being impeccable with your word. Part of that is staying true to who you really are and also keeping your word with others as well as keeping your word with yourself. All right, enough about impeccability with your word. Let's move on to number two, which is don't take things personally. Now, in Miguel's book, the way he words it is he actually says, don't take anything personally. Here's my deep, dark secret. I really suck at this one. Well, I, I hope I'm getting a little bit better, but it's hard. I will just use like my, you know what? I'll, I'll share how I'm getting a little bit better. So I'll use my client process as an example. When writing somebody's website copy or blogs or whatever other fun project I get to take off their plate for them, we usually have a pass of revisions. Now, rewinding about five years ago, I used to, honestly, maybe it's even actually just three years ago, I used to take the revisions wildly personally. So if they had an edit, it meant that I sucked as a writer. If they had an edit, well, they hated me. Uh, So we're going to get more into assumptions and making assumptions in a moment. But it was the same with, for me, it was the same with typos in my newsletter. If somebody pointed out a typo or if I had a broken link or there was feedback on something that was just like, yeah, Um, I just made it mean that I was pretty much bad at everything and uh, I sucked as a human being. So I took it very, very personally when more often than not, the feedback was somebody just trying to help me and the edits were just uh, little tiny tweaks, you know? And I'm sure I still do this in, in other places, but those are the examples that I have I really think I've grown in. Uh, those are the examples popping up to mind. So in the book, Miguel explains that um, taking things personally, when you really boil it down, it's kind of a stance of like personal important. 
personal importance, sorry, meaning you automatically think that everything is about you. You're responsible for everything and how everyone feels and acts is the me, 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 me show. It's all about me, right? It's real, it's real nice, isn't it? Isn't it lovely? No, it's not. It's not lovely. Um, when it comes to negativity and taking it personally, you are really allowing someone else's word to now become your new narrative, right? And and that's a recipe for disaster. We're kind of allowing whatever's happening in their brains, in their lives to become who we are or to become a reflection of us. You can see how it can spiral out of hand really quick and it's not healthy. Um, so let's look at this from a business perspective. Social media is a great example or your email subscribers, great example. So here you go. You sit down and you post what you think is a great post on social media. And guess what? No one responds to it. You can take that to mean X, Y, Z about yourself. You can make it personal when really it probably was just the algorithm having a bad day and not showing anybody your post. Um, so d- that's an example of like how you might not want to take something personally in business and with your content. Here's another example. You send an email. No one responds. Now you had like this amazingly witty subject line and great content inside. Well, nobody writes back or nobody clicks the link. Um, You can take that personally and think, oh my God, nobody on my email list likes me. Nobody's interested. Nobody reads anything. I mean, you can make up story after story. Or you can say, you know what? I'm not going to take this personally. People have very busy lives and um, they often don't say anything even if they like something. Now, trust me, I know this because I have learned it time and time and time again. Somebody has seen me out in the real world and said like, oh, I listened to every single one of your podcast episodes. I love it so much. And I'm like, well, nice of you to say so, right? So oftentimes people really just don't say anything one way or the other. But don't you? we cannot take these things personally. Or maybe you take it personally when someone unsubscribes or leaves your membership, especially if you can see that name. Oh my God. Oh my God, there goes Tina. What did I do? What did I do to Tina to make her unsubscribe, right? Are we okay? Cue the downward spiral. So here's my advice. Don't eat someone else's moldy sandwich for your lunch, okay? And you don't even need their good sandwiches to keep you afloat. Focus on what you and only you are feeding yourself. Let's apply this a little further to business and marketing. Just four simple ideas. When it comes to feedback, take it as what it is. It is an opportunity to improve your work, to fix something that's broken. It does not mean, it does not mean you are broken, okay? You do not need improvement. You are not broken. Capiche, capiche. Practicing my Italian over here. Okay. Uh, secondly, if, if, like, I think social media is a great example, and I would really encourage you not to take things personally on social media. This comes down to everything engagement comments, all of it. Uh, when some, when somebody, you know, I used to take it personally when somebody gave me the like, the thumbs up instead of the heart, I would take that personally. And I think that the social media is a great example of where people take a lot of things personally. And it's probably one of the worst places to get your stamps of approval checked. When somebody, here's another one. Uh, when somebody does not want to work with you or do business with you or collaborate with you, don't take it personally. There are a zillion reasons they may not choose you, even if you've had this amazing connection on the call, the first call, the discovery call. Don't take that personally. When launches or new offerings or workshops, 
don't go as planned, when they flop, when they fail, when they don't fill up, don't take it personally. I bet you can think of more things to add to this list. And obviously, I know that these, all of these agreements are way easier said than done. That's why we're working on it. That's why these are skills we're building. I'm on this journey, as I always say, right alongside you, learning, growing, understanding, and applying. Um, okay, on to agreement number three. Don't make assumptions. You know what they say. Assuming makes an ass out of you and me. And it's really actually very true. Um, we often make assumptions about what is happening over there on the other side of the screen or in someone else's brain. We like to assume what they are thinking, what they are feeling, what they are doing. I've heard somebody describe this and I thought it was a, a really great description. It's like you're trying to like octopus tentacle your way into someone else's experience. And I, I just find that a very fitting mental picture because I, I am a person that does that. I like to octopus my octopus tentacle my way into their brain, try to get in there and figure it out. Okay, this analogy is getting really, really weird. Um, but I just find it such a good mental image. Uh, you get the idea. So when you're not in their brain, uh, don't make it your business to try to get in there. When in doubt, ask, listen, get clarity, ask again, ask more. <laughs> the sequence often goes like this. We make an assumption. Then there is a misunderstanding. Then there is responding to the assumption or to the misunderstanding. So like already right there, we have like a big disconnect. Then we take something personally, and then we respond accordingly. So you can see it's a recipe for drama. And uh, probably what is going on is completely inaccurate from what actually is. So let's apply this to our business, to our content, to our marketing. First one, no brainer. Don't allow yourself to indulge in a story about what's happening on the other side for somebody else. If you are worried, if you have concerns, if you're confused, ask them. Ask them to explain. Ask them how they're feeling, what they're thinking. Um, don't assume one thing or another about a client's potential interest to work with you or not, um, or their budget, or their expectations, or their goals, or their familiarity with what you actually do. This is a great opportunity to ask questions, be very clear, and don't write anybody off or treat anybody any certain way because of some story or assumption or generalization that you made up about them. Um, I'd also say don't assume that someone is either a good fit or not a good fit for a collaboration or as a connection. Um, you can always take a slow approach before diving straight in, but don't just assume off the bat that somebody's not gonna be a good fit. And you can always ask more questions, you can always take a slow approach, uh, but don't just write them off entirely. Okay, another place, um, I think making assumptions can get really spirally is when we then start, when we make an assumption about something and then we start spreading news or rumors or hearsay about someone or something based on that assumption. Um, so you can see how, first of all, that does not paint you in a really good light to be the the, the bearer of rumors. Uh, but I also does, don't think it does the person who the assumption is based on any favors whatsoever. So then Let's say you hear a rumor or news about someone else. Don't make assumptions after hearing that rumor or news about somebody else. Investigate it, ask, learn, get curious for yourself. So don't just assume that you know 
because somebody else has told you their side of the story. Don't assume that's the only side of the story, okay? Um, Also, here's one for content creation. Don't assume that people have read all your content. And when I say this, I mean like not everybody knows who you are. Not everybody knows what you do. They don't know every single last one of your tips. They don't speak your industry jargon in most cases. And they may not know your perspective or where you're coming from. So don't assume that people have read all your content. And when I say that, it's really just an encouragement to like, answer questions that they're asking, you know, that their brains are asking, not that we're assuming what their brains are asking, but you can, you can guess in this case what their brains are asking. Um, and, and that's also a reminder to be consistent, not repetitive. It's not repetitive. It's consistency, right? You can repeat yourself a lot, a lot, a lot of times with the same message over and over and over again. And that helps to remove some of those assumptions that people might have about you, what you do, who you are, et cetera, et cetera. I think that a lot of not assuming boils down to being direct and clear and also courageous in our communication, like asking some of those questions, right, and getting the clarity for ourselves. And um, I would really just encourage us to all do a little bit more of it. All right, so taking us home, agreement number four, always do your best. I love this one. It's just so nice to end on a happy note, isn't it? I think that always doing your best, we should just all do that, right? We should just all do that and call it a day. It pretty much sums up every every single one of these. Um, it's the key to living a happy life. It's the key to running a successful ethical business that you can feel good about when you rest your head on the pillow every single night. When I go to sleep at the end of a day, I don't want to think, oh, wow, I was perfect today. Or I don't, let me say this, I don't only want to think, oh, wow, I was perfect today. Or I went full steam ahead today. Or I'm just so successful. You know what I want when I go to sleep at the end of the day? I want to know that in my heart, today was a good day because I, it was another day that I did my best. And uh, one more reminder on this, our best looks wildly different depending on the situation, depending on the season, depending on our energy levels, depending on what else is happening in our lives. But when you know that you are always giving it your best, you can show up with whether it's just 25% one day or 100% or 150% one day, you gave it whatever your best was on that day. So here's how to apply it as business owners. Show up every day to each client, each project, each task, just willing to do your best. You don't have to do more than that. You don't have to do less than that, but just give it your best at that particular moment in time. Take an action for the sheer fact that you love it. You're excited about it. You want to do it. Not because you think it's going to get you something on the other side, right? Not because you think it's going to score you some sort of brownie points or, you know, pay off in the long run or or because somebody else wants you to do it. Um, that's not really a recipe for doing our best. Taking action because we just really love it. We feel passionate about it and we want to do it. <laughs> 
That's how we can show up and do our best. Um, Don't say yes to a client or collaborator. We talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but unless you can give it your best, your time, your presence, your attention, this is a commitment I make to all of my clients. I don't take on more projects than I can manage because I personally believe I want to give every single person I am working with a great experience with me. I want to give everybody my time, my presence, my attention, who is committed to working with me and who's in it with me, I give them my best. So don't say yes to somebody unless you can give it your best. When you're showing up to share content or, uh, you know, um, other marketing materials, remember that it does not have to be perfect. It just has to be you giving it your best shot. And we're always learning. Like you're always, every single thing you're doing is just skill building and learning. So it always just only needs to be um, your best attempt at learning in that opportunity. All right. And then lastly, don't cut corners in your business. Don't go for short hu- shortcuts and hacks. This is a long game for almost all of us. And part of doing your best is to just keep on putting one foot in front of the other, taking small steps on a regular basis, and, and doing your best day in and day out. So one final review for us on the four agreements. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take anything personally. Number three, don't make assumptions. And number four, always do your best. One thing you can know for sure about me, uh, you don't need to make any assumptions on this one. I will just tell you, I will always be over here doing my best to bring you things that I think would be helpful in some way. So if my best landed with you today, I would love for you to take a few minutes and just write me that podcast review that we talked about at the beginning. And I will let you go here. On that note, I hope you'll join me next week. We're going to build off this foundation and we're going to talk about how to be a great collaborator as well as choose great collaborators. So it's going to be a fun one and I can't wait to see you then. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Content with Character. If you loved the episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, and share it with someone else you know it could help. For more content and visibility tips, visit my blog at emilyaborn.com. And be sure to connect with me on Instagram at emilyaborn. I'd love to hear how this inspired you to take action.